Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in store and save even more. With 5 bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Try-On-A-Thon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy. Valid 812 to 821. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items, and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase. Southern California, <laughs> Riverside to be exact. Uh, we're uh, rejoined today by our producer extraordinaire, Matt McGinnis. Uh, he stays in the back because he's really, really ugly, um, but he's uh, hooking us up today. Uh, also, today we're going to be joined in just a few minutes by none other than uh, 2008 Notre Dame football captain, Drew Tranquil, uh, All-American. Uh, 2018, that is. What did I say, 2019? Eight. I said 2018. You said Anyway, Drew Tranquil is coming on the show in a few minutes. And then we'll also be joined a little bit later on by uh, tight end Nick Wisher, uh, both guys who I think uh, have a chance to make it to the NFL. Hopefully they both do. Um, let's see. Let's get the audience moving here. Uh, I, once again, we are going live exclusively here on the Dos Leprechauns media page. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we did change our name to Dos Leprechauns Media since we do a lot more than just the podcast now. We have the blogs from our team. We have the edits. We have the videos. I want to remind everybody, please check out our YouTube page. We have a new uh, video dropping actually today by Ben Walters, The Bearded Gamer. Uh, it's going to be uh, an Alize Mac uh, hype video. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, that'll be dropping here just after the show. We'll also have an opportunity for call-ins right after the Drew Tranquil video. That number is live here on the show notes, 951-206-9403. So shoot us a call if you'd like to talk some Notre Dame football, talk a little recruiting. National Signing Day was extremely successful, I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, Nate, why don't you go ahead and bring on Drew, and we'll get that interview going. Uh, Notre Dame had a very impressive class, I think, topped off on National Signing Day. He wasn't really a surprise, but he was waiting until signing day, which was uh, Isaiah Foskey. Um, I really think he's going to be a big-time player for us, so we'll see how that goes. All right, let's bring on Drew here. Hey, Drew, how you doing, man? This is Jason and Nate, the Dos Leprechauns. Jason, hey, man, how we doing, man? We're doing great. How are you? Man, I can't complain out here in sunny California. I was going to say, man, you know, why did you have to bring these freezing cold temperatures with you? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want them out here, man. I don't want them. I went out to my truck the other day, and there was actual ice. I haven't seen that in years out here, man. So I don't know what you, yeah. you Midwesterners are bringing out to Southern California, but you got to take it back with you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been really rainy, too. I don't, I don't know why it's been like that, but... Yeah, it's been, uh, but it's sunny here in L.A. today, so it's been good. Just trying to make you guys feel welcome. So are you, you're out in L.A. right now? 
Well, I'm on my way there. I'll be there in about an hour. Okay, so are you are you still training? You're training. Uh, tell us about your training, what you're doing to get ready for the combine. Yeah, I'm an exos in Carlsbad, so we're, uh, honestly, man, we're just like track athletes. We're just training for the different events and uh, kind of coming out of our strength phase now, and we'll head into kind of more of a speed phase these last two weeks as we kind of close it down, getting ready for that first week in March. Sure, okay. And I've noticed, uh, I think I saw Alex Bars out there with you too, is that correct? Yep, Alex and uh, Anna are both out there. Oh, nice. Okay, good. So Alize, Drew, and and is it you guys are all training? Is it that Exos facility? Yep, Exos uh, in Carlsbad. Is that a is that kind of a well known uh, place for guys that are getting ready for the combine to, to to work out at? So Exos in general is typically you know known as the premier place for athletes to train, but Exos has you know I want to say upwards of like ten facilities across the country. They've got a really popular one in Phoenix where Tavon and Jerry are at. Uh, they've got one in Florida, um, in Pensacola there. They've got one in Texas. Uh, so they're kind of all over the place. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, so what would you say your favorite memory at Notre Dame would be? Jeez, man, there's so many. <laughs> uh, honestly, so, you know, in 2016, we go 4-8. and eight. I walk off the field, you know, that last game, and uh, just pretty defeated and, and upset, obviously, how the season went. So probably to finish off this season 12-0 and on that same field at USC uh, was a pretty memorable moment. I know after that 16 season, I hung that jersey up in my room. It's just kind of a token, a piece of memorabilia just to look at and remind myself of how low uh, we were. And uh, to hang that jersey up after this 18 season and see how far we came was, was pretty special for me. So, Drew, obviously the, the big turnaround, you know, 2016, obviously a, a disappointment. Uh, 2017, you guys make it to the, the uh, Music City Bowl. Uh, you beat uh, LSU. Not the Music City Bowl. What game was that? The Citrus. Citrus Bowl, sorry. You beat LSU, you know, a highly ranked LSU team. And then this year, you know, going undefeated. What do you, what do you really akin that, um, that big turnaround to? What do you think was so important to that success, successful turnaround? Yeah, I don't think you can attribute it to one thing. I know Coach Kelly did a tremendous job bringing in staff members that, that we needed to fill. And, you know, I think one person on the whole staff I kind of attribute a lot of it to is Coach Bayless and just the way he was able to unify a group of guys uh, coming off such a, you know, a low season and, and bring them all together and unify them and, and start building a culture where championships are the expectation. And I think you see that in Coach Bayless, just the way – he comes to work every day just so consistent, no highs, no lows. The same guy, you know, you know, like guys love going to work out for him because, like, he just loves you so much. And, like, that love is something I, you know, I didn't necessarily experience, um, you know, ever, like, growing up in my training. It was just, just something special. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one, one area I really saw dramatic change and it really helped us in terms of our success on the field. Did you did you uh, experience a lot of change in terms of the way you prepared your body in the off season from going from uh, safety to uh, linebacker? Honestly, it was kind of a, a natural progression. I, I, we always knew kind of I was more of a backer than a safety. We just didn't have the personnel to move me there. You know, we were stacked at linebacker with you know Jalen Smith and Greer Martini and Niles and Tavon and all these guys. We didn't really need another linebacker. What we needed was a safety to run the defense, and we had so many young guys back there. And 
you know, kind of as those freshmen, Jalen Elliott, Devin Sudstill, those guys kind of came into their own, we were like, you know, we can we can comfortably go ahead and move me down to linebacker. Nice. And so now now looking up uh, ahead to the future 2019, you know, Asmer Belisle is coming back. Um, who do you see kind of jumping into those roles that you and Tavon are going to uh, vacate this year? Well, I'll talk on Asmar a little bit for now. Asmar is a guy who has not played to the level that he's capable of. If you were to ask anybody within the program who's the most athletic linebacker on our team, anyone without hesitation would say Asmar. I mean, the kid ran a, a 4-4-4. We were timing our, you know, our 40s last, you know, spring. And so, um, and honestly, take over from a leadership perspective, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of competition amongst the young guys. I think you've got John Jones and, and Jordan Jim Marquis and kind of Asmar kind of coming back as veteran guys and really wanting to prove themselves. But you've got guys like Jack Lamb, Drew White, um, you know, Jeremiah Wusu coming off injury, uh, Shane Simon, you know, Jack Kaiser, all these young guys coming in. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch unfold here in the spring, but, you know, for me, from a production standpoint, it's got to be Asmar this year. You know, he's a freak of an athlete. He's really just got to step in and own it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you mentioned some of the young guys. I'm really, really excited to see these new guys. Shane Simon, uh, Bo Bauer, some of those kind of guys too. Um, yeah. I think I, as somebody mentioned in, in one of the one of the articles that uh, that linebacking group that was recruited is one of the best Notre Dame's ever had collectively. So uh, they got some big shoes to fill, obviously, with you and Tavon. But I think uh, I think we're going to be in pretty good hands. Um, For sure. Justin Knox wants to know uh, what do you expect to run at the forty at the in the forty at the combine. Well, I mean, my goal uh, is a four-five-five, and, and really anything in the four-fives, um, you know, low four-fives to mid four-fives is is what I'm aiming for. Uh, you know, uh, you got to do a lot of different things to be successful there, and you know, it'll be some good competition, and you know, it'll be a long four days, and then you know, they take everything out of you, and then on the last day you're asked to perform, and so I uh, will have to make sure I'm taking care of my body and, and get my fluids and getting everything. Uh, so that I can dial up, you know, my best effort. And, and I'm assuming you'll be working out as a linebacker out there at the combine. Yeah, I'll be going as a linebacker. Nice. Um, so, if there was one team that you could pick to go on in the NFL, <laughs> what would it be? Man, honestly, so it's funny because NFL teams will actually ask you this. The scouts will ask you this when you're interviewing with them. But you know, my first answer is honestly, man, any team that'll employ me, but. You know, I grew up watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I love the tenacity they play defense with. Um, I love the pride and the tradition of, you know, Steeler football. And if it wasn't for the dang Patriots, we'd have the most Super Bowls um, in the Super Bowl area. And so, um, you know, maybe I'll throw out the Pittsburgh Steelers just because it was a childhood team of mine. That's cool. Yeah, Nate's a little disappointed in that answer because he's a big Charger fan. He wants you to join uh, no, Isaac okay. over in L.A. Hey, it's not, I love it out here in California, so it wouldn't be bad. Well, it'd make it easier for us to go follow two of our Notre Dame guys, so that'd be that'd be great too. But yeah. Yeah, we just we just whatever team you get on is gonna be uh, great. Um, so uh, Patrick McCormick would like to know uh, where did you learn to be such a relentless, reliable tackler? You said reliable tackler. Yeah, relentless, reliable tackler. Yeah, I mean for me there was a transition point in my career in 2016 where we came off the game against Michigan State, and there was a tackle I missed there in the fourth quarter. It was a jet sweep. Uh, I want to say they handed off to number 12. I forget his name, but, um, you know, I had an opportunity to tackle him in the backfield, get our offense ball back for a two-minute drill, and I wasn't able to do that. And I missed the tackle. For me, that was a really low point in that season for me. Um, 
and honestly, like I just practice. I just took it upon myself and said, you know, I'm going to. That's not going to be me. Never again will I let my team down like that. So it was, you know, 10, 15 minutes before practice. It was time after practice. I was constantly seeking out coach on, you know, what drills can I do to put my body in a position to be, you know, a successful tackle or a reliable tackler and, you know, a relentless tackler, like you said. And um, so I think it, it really comes to a point where it's just got to be the individual taking pride and their craft and their technique, and everybody's everybody wants to say, "Well, I did the work." You know, I did what everybody else did, but it's really the guys who succeed are the guys who do it when nobody's watching, who do the extra reps themselves, and uh, you know, take such pride in their work. Nice. Yeah, you have a brother that played collegiately, also. What's he up to nowadays? So he's still playing. He's at Western Michigan, and he's got uh, he's got another year here. He's coming up on his redshirt senior year. Is he a, is he a late safety linebacker hybrid type also? Uh, he's a safety, pure safety. Okay, all right, very cool. Um, so, do you have any expectations of, of what the combine is going to be like with EXOS? Do they kind of put you through some of the drills? Like, you know, do they have you rep out on the bench and things like that, or is it all just really getting your body ready to go? Uh, we just repped out on the bench today. We just simulated kind of what that'll feel like and be like um, today. So they do a tremendous job, man. We, uh, you know, they'll obviously be surprises here and there, but for the most part, you know, I'm geared up and. And, uh, and ready for what's coming. So, uh, if, so we asked about the forty time. You know, the other the other highlight reel. What's your what's your bench? What kind of how many are you looking to rep out on on the bench? Well, I hit thirty one today, Ooh. so I guess anything above that two twenty five will be success for me. And just so everybody knows, who's never watched. That's thirty rep thirty one reps at two hundred twenty five pounds. So that's that's not a <laughs> that's like that's lineman power right there, man. <laughs> that's awesome. So I gotta shed those. That's the I'm going. That's against. right. That's right. Okay. Cool. So um, going back to your time in Notre Dame, um, you know, we always like to ask this question because, you know, we're huge Brian Kelly supporters. Um, do you have a message for any of the guy, any of the fans out there who may be kind of down on, on Kelly or, or those type of things? And, and, you know, we don't, you know, he goes 12-0 undefeated, get some bad lucks in the Clemson game, and then everybody wants to, you know, we need a coach that can win the big one and blah, blah, blah. So what's your message to people that kind of doubt Coach Kelly? Well, a lot of people want to compare Coach Kelly to, to Dabo Sweeney or – or Nick Saban, or, or whatever, and the, and the truth is, you know, every coach has their own coaching style, and no, you know, coaching style is the perfect recipe, you know, Dabo, for example, is just a total, like, players coach, just loves being around the players, all in, family, whatever, Nick Saban is just, he's a ball coach, a business guy, you know, he's not the guy that's going to be all, you know, all in, like, whatever, whatever, and so, Coach Kelly's style you know, Coach Kelly, I really see as a guy with a blend. He's a guy who is truly a businessman at heart. Um, and I think you see that in 2016 when he just, you know, was willing to let go of his, you know, his honestly one of his best friends and his close friend Paul Longo and bringing another guy from the program. You know, he's a guy that ultimately has his player's best interest at heart. Um, just the way he goes about his day, getting every bit of data and detail he can on his players so that he can bring in stuff. Um, whether it was the Omega Wave this year, the GPS units, anything that he could do to help his players, um, he's doing. And so um, it's really it's a style-to-style basis. And, you know, Coach Kelly has this style and other coaches have theirs. Perfect answer. Yeah, that's that's great. I, and, I, you know, I think that Coach Kelly has proven himself to be one of the top, top-tier coaches in all college football. So I, I think uh, sky's the limit moving forward. 
Um, yeah. If, do you, Brian Ginzer, a uh, local South Bend guy, teacher in, in South Bend, wants to know where your favorite place was outside of the football stadium on campus in Notre Dame. Favorite place on campus? Well, you know, probably my favorite place and where I spent the most time aren't the same because I was always in the engineering building <laughs> doing, uh, doing homework and having to do that. But for me, it was down by the lakes. I love sitting on the rocks down there and watching sunsets. That's one of my favorite things to do, and so I probably have to stay down by the lakes. Okay, and spend some time at the grotto, I'm assuming, also. Yeah, yeah. very much so. So what makes what made Notre Dame the I mean, the place for you to go? I know you're an you know you obviously it's an institution of higher learning like no other. It's a, a you know very famous football program. What what made you decide Notre Dame's the place I need to be? Well, I mean, you just said two of them right there, but for me, I'll be honest, I'm very much a family guy, and uh, I'm the oldest of five siblings. Have three younger brothers and a younger sister, and so you know, finding a place where I could get a prestigious education and you know play for a great football team in front of a national audience on a week-to-week basis um, was important but i also wanted my siblings to be able to watch me you know i wanted to watch them grow up i wanted to be close to home and so that's kind of was the selling point for me so you mentioned family so obviously uh, a lot of people i know got to see your uh, your gender reveal what what names are we thinking about for the new uh, newest leprechaun so we're 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 pretty set on elijah as the uh, as his first name, that we're we're going back and forth with the middle name. We like James. We also like Drew. So we're we're kind of going back and forth on, on what that might be. If Elijah Tranquil is not a football name, I don't know what is, man. So I think that's that's, I that's a good selection. So and you you are you did just get married last year, also, right? Yeah, we did July twenty eighteen. Well, congratulations, to both you guys, on everything. That's just such a that's a that's a great thing, man. I appreciate that, Jason. So, um, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk, so, t- say to the fans? We got quite a, an audience growing here. Then everybody, literally, all the comments are "thank you for everything." You're an honor to watch play. All those types of things. So, do you have anything else you'd like to mention to the fans? Anything else you'd like to kind of plug on your end? Well, I mean, honestly, so the Indy fan base and, and Notre Dame Nation in general has just been so generous to me. You know, I just came in a kid from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who, you know, at one point when I was in ninth grade, was told I was told I wouldn't be able to play Division One football uh, because I was white. And, uh, you know, you guys just embraced me, uh, you know, loved me, supported me, you know, through the ups and downs of my career. And uh, I couldn't be more thankful for you guys. It'll always be Indy Nation at heart for me. Uh, and I can't wait to come back and see the amazing things we continue to do um, in the future. So thank you guys so much. Definitely, man. So how can people uh, follow your, your uh, trek to the NFL? Well, you can one follow me on uh, follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, you know, I've got a draft story going on, and uh, you know, I'll continue just to share that over that. And then, uh, you know, I'll be releasing a documentary come you know close to draft time on uh, you know kind of my journey. And so, just be on the lookout for that. I'm excited to continue this thing going. Yeah, man. Make sure you tag us on that. We definitely want to share that. You are uh, you're definitely a class act, man. And as a fellow Christian, I just want to say God bless and thank you for all you've done to uh, to you know to bring Christ's name out there and everything that you do as well. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Stay safe out here in the in the torrential downpours and the freezing cold temperatures, bud. Sounds good, Jason. Aiden, it was so good to talk to you guys. You too, man. Go Irish. We'll see it. Go Irish. Well, that was just all kinds of awesome.
Uh, that was Drew Tranquil, number 23. He will, I'm telling you right now, man, Drew Tranquil is going to go down as one of those names like that are synonymous with Notre Dame, right? You, you know, Joe Montana, Jerome Bettis, uh, Tim Smith. Brown, Jalen Smith, all these classic guys. I'm t- Drew Tranquil will go down as one of those names. Don't, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. But it's always like the linebackers, like the right? past couple yeah. of years, Jalen and right. Drew. Manti. And, yeah, Manti. You know? You get these guys that, and again, you know, we always say this when we when we have these guys on and we interview them. I, I can't think of one guy that we've ever had on that was, you know, an egotistical maniac or anything like that. Uh, was more about we than, or me than we. Uh, these guys just really are, are one of the main reasons why I love Notre Dame so much. It's like you don't get these egos that you get on some of the other teams. You know, mm-hmm. Drew, he said one of the places he spent the most time was in the library studying for exams and tests and doing homework and things like that. So really setting a great example for the youth uh, today. And, and Drew just really uh, is synonymous with that, I think. So that was just awesome. Thank you guys for all your um, questions. Stay with us. Um, we have uh, Nick Wisher coming up in a little bit. Um, Give us a call. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some some phone call opportunities now. Nine five one two zero six nine four zero three. We'll take your calls for about uh, about fifteen twenty minutes here before we get um, Nick Wisher on. Tight end Nick Wisher is gonna be joining us as well. Um, this is our second show of twenty nineteen. We did a show right after the game that shall not be mentioned. By the way, who saw the uh, article that came out today that Clemson or the Dabo Sweeney was saying that uh, some of his players might have mistakenly taken some sort of HGH type uh, stuff. Uh-huh. Anybody see that? So, like, I, tw- I tweeted this out on the Dell Everhunt's page. I said, so by my math and by Central Florida's math, that makes us national champions, right? Because they cheated. Right, Corn? You, you agree? I mean, they cheated or runner-up. I mean, Clemson put it on Alabama, you know, so that makes us the champs, right? Okay, no yeah, comment. No uh, comment. All right. Uh, let's see. Anybody call in? There is a phone line open. We only have one phone line, but that one is open currently. Uh, 206-9403. Don't be scared. Come on in. You can say you were the first call after uh, Drew Tranquil. So give us a call. Let's talk about Drew Tranquil. Let's talk about the recruiting class. Talk about whatever you want. Um, who is your favorite uh, athlete that was recruited uh, this year, the 2019 Fight Club? For me, I, I'm going to have to say it's probably Isaiah Foskey. That kid is special. Uh, it's probably, I think he's 6'6", six, 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 something like that, 250, 260, somewhere in that range, fast. Uh, you know, he, he's just, he can play. He knows how to play. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, really, really awesome uh, athlete that we got in. Um, there we're set at defensive end this year, I yeah. think, with Dalen and uh, uh, Julian Aquara. Uh, Adam Malola brothers, those guys. So I don't know how much playing time Foskey's going to get, but um, I, I definitely think he's going to be an impact guy here in the in the few, in the next few years. Um, yeah, I said. Oh, Tim Strang says Foskey exactly. Let's go back here. Says uh, Jason Pruitt says yeah, champs just like in '93. I don't know what that means. Uh, Tim Strang looking good, fellas. Thanks, buddy. Uh, provided by Clemson. John Foley says great work, guys. Thanks, John. 1988 national champion right there. Where's Bill Hackett? Where are you at, Bill? Give us a call, man. He usually joins us. 64235 is the the height on Foskey. Justin Knox, why don't you call in, man? We got an open line, phone line here. 951-206-9403. Let's talk some recruiting. Let's talk some 2019 projections. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna put a controversial take out there that Nate's not gonna like. I think Phil Jurakovic's gonna take the starting job from from Ian. Oh, no. No. We all saw what happened in the Clemson game. I love Ian Book, man. I really do. He he got t- uh, 11 wins for us this year, uh, 10 wins for us this year. But uh, Phil Dracovic can p- push the ball downfield. He, I think he's a little bit more athletic. So uh, just wait, man. Just wait for spring ball. You're going to see well, some things out of my boy. Yeah, Nate's very mad. Well, I mean. Who's well, this guy? What are you talking about? 
anyway, um, let's see. Where, where are we at here, guys? I'm calling somebody. If you don't answer, it means you're scared. Better answer the phone. Let's see. Who are you going to call? I'm going to pick on somebody. Keep talking, Nate. Um, well, he's kind of wrong on that because he picked Wimbush to start last year. That is true. Which I he own that. from Michigan, but then Book oh, came here we go. in. We got a call from Greenville, South Carolina. Let's see who we got coming on. Good afternoon. Who's this? Hey, it's Kent. What's up, Kent? Kim Murphy in the house, veteran of the of the Army. You better be listening to Nate. He's Why? Hey, uh, Jacoby ain't going to pass him this year. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Nah, uh, you know, I mean, look, look at what happened. Ian Book, he did a great job. All I, year long. I just and I went on happy feet in, in the big game. I went on I went on air like I went on air after Ian Book started getting some wins for us and I publicly apologized and said I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Gave Nate his props because Nate said it from like this time last year. Ian Book's gonna start over Wimbush. I said you're crazy kid, but he was right. But this year I'm telling you, man, I'm pull, I'm pulling the upset. Phil Jerkovic, just wait. Just wait, guys. Now, now, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I like Jakovic. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for us. I just don't think he's going to be able to overtake Ian yet. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Hey, Ken. Yeah. Let's talk a little fantasy. Or fantasy let's talk a little Notre Dame fantasy camp. So uh, I got some big news coming on that. Hopefully at the end of February. But uh, why don't you give people a little bit, little uh, highlight reel of what fantasy camp's all about? Well, for one, um, you know, you, you basically start out the whole week. Uh, you, you start um, getting your pads and everything, get sized up, and then um, you go in and um, you have your dinner and you get to meet oh, all of the players. I mean, you start from the beginning of the week to the end of the week, and you are entrenched with the players and all these questions that you're asking them online right now. You get to do it face-to-face. That's awesome. And, and you get to do everything that the players do they're on campus you get wined and dined the whole red carpet's out you get to keep a lot all the gear that you get the first years get to keep their helmet and um, from then on out you know each each year is going to be a different surprise uh, this will be my fourth year and it does not get old this is awesome it's changed my life a lot that's awesome man well like I said, I got some news coming on that in February. At the end of February, I'll be coming on live to talk about it. So uh, for the for the discounted low low price of just five thousand dollars, you too can go to Notre Dame Fantasy Football. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, take care, guys. Go Irish, brother. Go Irish. I got uh, Robert Miller, who uh, works in South Bend. Actually, works at Notre Dame uh, Stadium. Robert, why don't you give us a call, man? Let's talk. Uh, Matt McGinnis said, oh, he's sitting right in front of us. Matt Corn McGinnis, our producer extraordinaire, says, uh, has Jason ever been, what do you say, has, has Jason ever made a pick that came true? Not really. No, no, my picks are not hey, that great. fantasy football go this year, by the way? Yeah, fantasy football didn't go real well. I came in dang near dead last in every league. Um, congrats to Mike Hogley, I think is how you say his last name. Lives in Minnesota. He won the Dos Leprechauns inaugural uh, fantasy football league. Uh, and got a pretty sweet championship belt, and we put that up on the page. Um, if you're interested in doing a March Madness bracket, those leprechauns, uh, we're going to host, host one of those. Uh, those are pure luck. I mean, let's be honest, whoever thinks the 16th seed is going to beat the one or whatever else like that. So uh, if you're interested in getting in on that, let me know. Hey, dude, I'm sitting right here. You don't have to just – he's sitting here dead last every penny. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, hey, Nate, nope, you like the sports – hope you like the Sports Illustrated. Yeah, we loved it, Bob. Give us a call, 206 903 let me see. I'm going to find somebody else to pick on here, Nate. Oh, Robert Whitaker. Oh, here we go. Oh, somebody's come from South Bend. Good afternoon. Who's this? Hey. Who is this? 
Mr. Robert L. Miller from South Bend, Indiana. Hey, Robert, how are you, buddy? Hey, it's Brown, man. How you been? I've been good. Hey, so I saw in the comments you said that Ian Book's working out with some kind of famous guys. So I'm assuming you're being, uh, you know, a little sarcastic. So who's he been working out with? Uh, I know for a fact Montana's been in town for about two weeks. Him, I don't know what the hell Lewis Nix is doing in town. <laughs> Lewis is here too. He's been here for about a month and a half. I just had him over breakfast the other day. What, now but, tell, uh, tell everybody where you work so they know what you're talking about. Uh, the Notre Dame coaches, I, I know we had two uh, quarterback coaches in from Chicago Bears in for one of the hockey games. So they've been over at the stadium too. So I don't know who all he's working with. But uh, they're out every day. I don't know what's going on there because they're, you know, they're rushing to get that new stadium opened up, the indoor stadium. And, uh, uh, you know, we see most of those guys every day. So. So, so Bob is a guy that's around the players on a regular basis. A uh, guy that you know works at the stadium. Can you verify for me, for those that haven't met a lot of the players, how great are the Notre Dame football student athletes? Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Oh, every sport. Yeah, I, I interact with every sport on this end of it. So, uh, from the girls' basketball to the to the men's football, uh, the men's team. Like you know, I don't. I really figured I'd get to see a big morale slap, you know, coming in when these guys got back from that uh, last game. And, and I don't think, you know, it's kind of tough. I, I make comments all the time about how you can't play against the team that, you know, these guys are, you know, quarter to professional football caliber these guys are. And the standards that Notre Dame puts on their players for graduation rates is going to always affect that. There's no way of getting around it. But, uh, you know, I see these guys when they come in freshman year, you know, really great. We got the new guys in. Uh, some of the early recruits came in already. And then uh, uh, with this last uh, bunch, I know we had some in for the uh, hockey game. I don't know why they came in for that, for that uh, interclassic. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't see, and I, think we're, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to we'll lose the size, we'll lose it, you know, but we're going to gain it back on the other end. And okay. Some of them are smaller. It's 18 years old, probably a little younger in some cases, so I get that. Um, so, Robert, yeah, what, go ahead. That younger guy we got, uh, younger, the kid was a freshman last year. I can't think of his name. Uh, quarterback. Phil Dracovic? Yeah. What? This kid's got an arm, man. I'll tell you what. He's, he's got it going. So, you know, the future on that end looks really good. So, oh, yeah. Uh, well, you, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised this year with Ian Book too. So you must have just missed me. You must have just missed me saying it. But my uh, sleeper pick to start at quarterback for us is Phil Jerkovic. I think he's going to unseat uh, Ian as our, our starter. Uh, I'll tell you what. What I saw, you know, they're in and out of the stadium. You know, coming in and out. Uh, uh, I know they were trying to get some play time on the field. We had a couple of fifty degree days after that snow burst. So uh, uh, or the home burst that we had. And then it just went, well, we just had 15 in the last couple of days, and now it's back down to 10 degrees. Wait a sec. You said you you think it's colder in South Bend than it is Riverside, California? It's, uh, I think we got up to 20 today. Oh, it was, well. down, to eight or, it was down to 8 or 10 last night again. I, it was Thursday, 
Thursday it was 59 degrees and it's Thursday and 92. Mm-hmm. Friday morning was 11 or 9 or something like that. And it went down 50 degrees. I guess, that, I guess that's a little colder than 36. I'll give you that. Yeah, I took, when you made the comment about the windbreaker, I told you where you could put that umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Bob, we'll talk to you a little bit later. We're going to get uh, Nick Wisher on here in a few minutes, bud. All right, man. Say hello, Nate, and uh, anything else you guys need on the other end of it, just let me know. Thank, uh, thank you again for the magazine. If you uh, like to get a hold of one of them all, I'll be out here, too. Uh, thank you again for the magazine, by the way. Oh, not a problem, man. Not a problem at all. <laughs> you know what? These guys are more than willing, so... Yeah. I awesome. Anything you guys are looking for, just give me a shout. Perfect. Thank you, bud. See you, man. You take your easy. Go Irish. All right. So one quick thing, I want to recognize a few of our sponsors, uh, Legends and we're, oh, we don't have the sponsors up anymore. Dang it. Legends and Goats uh, autographs and memorabilia. Check them out online. Uh, as I understand it, they now have some pretty much pretty exclusive rights to Jalen Smith autograph sessions. So trying to get my boy to bring a session out here in SoCal, maybe when they're playing the Chargers or somewhere out here next year, the Rams, whatever. They don't play the Cowboys. Um, okay. okay, whatever. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Exec uh, Global Tours on Twitter. Uh, their Twitter handle is at E-G-T-T-O-U-R-S. Uh, if our producer can put that in the, the show notes here, it's at E-G-T-T-O-U-R-S, Exec Global Tours. Uh, for those of you that don't know, they do a really cool thing in Ireland. It's the Legends Golf Tour of Ireland. And um, it's, it's pretty expensive, but it's well worth it. It's for Lou's lads. You got Lou Holtz, Tim Brown, uh, looks like uh, Tony Rice out there, Reggie Brooks, Rick Meyer. Uh, it includes an amazing package of six nights, six nights, deluxe hotel accommodations, six rounds of championship golf, guaranteed tee times, full Irish breakfast every day, self-drive minivan for four golfers, uh, services of offices while traveling, custom designed vinery. What does that mean? Itinerary, finery. So check them out. Uh, once again, Exec Global Tours. Um, they're going to probably be jumping on here with us and, and hopefully getting somebody to come in and, and talk about the, the amazing experience that is in Ireland. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in those show notes here in a minute. Uh, Anthony DeRico. Hey, Bill, what's up, brother? Oh, he's talking to Bill Hackett. We got Bill Hackett here joining us on the live host here, Bill Hackett, number 18 on the 1988 National Championship team. Good friend of the shows, just a good guy in general. Robert Miller said, also world soccer in the stadium in July. Oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Tim Murphy, old age. Nick Yoder added about uh, Notre Dame athletes. Nicest people in the world. I've never seen a Notre Dame athlete walking around campus that didn't have a smile on, on their face. Great point, Nick. And honestly, how can you blame them? They're getting, they're getting a quality education at one of the most beautiful places on earth. And, you know, we all strive to be at that point. Um, Kim Murphy said, wasn't Bill Hacking a kicker? Yes, he was. Uh, Kim Murphy, you're a punter. And, uh, I know you're, you're getting some tips from our boy Tyler Newsom, who we got to get Tyler Newsom on the show, man. Tyler's yeah. such a great kid. Uh, Robert also mentioned Lewis Nix. So remember, you remember good old Lou, Big Lou, Irish Chocolate. We got to get Lou on the show, man. Lou, if you're watching, come on the show, man. We need to, we need to bring you on and, and tell everybody what you're up to. It sounds like he's out in South Bend. And uh, uh, get him on to see what's going on and get, get Lou back out there. He's a hilarious guy, so I'd love to have him on the show. Uh, once again, phone line is going to be open for another few minutes, and we'll bring on Nick Wisher, 951-206-9403. Let's see. I'm going to get – keep talking, Nate. Um, let's get Patrick on here. See, it's not answering. Ben, let's see if Pruitt's available. None of the guys are in your phone. So right? I'm up in the mountains. 
Okay, well, nobody is jumping on, so uh, let, why don't we give uh, Nick a call now and see if we can get him charged up a little bit early. So we're going to give Nick Wisher a call, tight end for the Irish. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about recruiting the guys in the class that you liked uh, this last year. Um, I liked uh, Isaiah Rutherford a Rutherford, lot. Rutherford, yeah. Um, Zay? Yep. Um, that's really my top guy. Um, but I, like you said, our D-line's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, and I hope that it gets to the point that we can have as good D-linemen as, as Alabama and Clemson does. What do you think about uh, the re- – who do you think is going to replace Julian Love on – uh, his side of the field at corner it's it's kind of hard to tell right now it's really just who has a good spring um it's uh maybe asmir um well asmir's playing linebacker yeah but maybe he'll switch no he's not switching the corner but he's too big we need a corner i think yeah uh, Houston griffin might be a guy griffith might be a guy that they look at there um he is more of a safety build but i think he can play uh corner as well uh, Troy Fry's, I think, is going to be a lockdown corner on the other side. So I can see Houston Griffith playing there. I really could see some of the young guys um, stepping up to play there, too. Um, Tariq Bracey got some playing time last year. I could see him filling some of that void. So, uh, oh, Nick Wisher's calling right now. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Sorry for calling a little bit early. We uh, kind of had some dead space there, so we're going to give it a shot. Is this still a good time for you? Yeah, that's perfect. Awesome, awesome. So you, you mentioned you were working out earlier. Are you uh, getting ready for the combine also? Um, yeah, so I'm not going to the combine, but uh, getting ready for the pro day at March. Uh, I think kind of really scheduled for March 20th at ND, so okay. uh, getting ready for that. Very cool, man. And how's that going so far? It's going really well. Um, you know, I've just been here for about four weeks now. Um, and, you know, times have increased in, in about everything, and, um, you know, back to class reps increasing too. So feeling good and obviously got, you know, a couple more weeks to, to work and, and get better and faster and stronger. So I think it's going really well. Right on, man. So before we get too much into talking about football and, and fun things like that, I want to I want to give you some time to talk about uh, Wishfest. Um, you know, I've I've been following that since you guys started it up, and uh, I just think it's an amazing thing that you're doing for your brother. And I'd love to have you spend some time talking about it and letting people know how they can uh, get involved or, or find out more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I know you guys have been always uh, you know, so unbelievable with social media and reaching out to me and things like that. So thanks for all that. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of the, the, the background of the story. So uh, in 2012, um, I was a junior in high school. My older brother, Andrew, passed away from colon cancer. And his last wish was to be able to pay forward the kindness and generosity that he was shown throughout his battle. So, you know, when, when Andrew was sick, we basically had thousands of people literally come up to our door and, you know, offer their helping hand and whatever they could do to make Andrew's um, you know, journey with cancer as easy as possible. So Andrew, his last wish was um, to be able to show, you know, hundreds of families that kind of same support, the, you know, people that don't really have that, um, you know, great family uh, background that, you know, my family had. And he wanted other people to be able to have that same sort of atmosphere about them as they're going through their journey. So with that, my family and my older brother, Dan, uh, had to, had this whole thing, but we put together the Andrew Wisher Foundation, and what the Andrew Wisher Foundation does is uh, fundraise money and then collect money and give it directly to families and children with cancer, um, you know, who, who are in need. And, you know, there's a lot of great organizations out there that, you know, um, give, raise money for, um, you know, cancer research and things like that, but a lot of the times the families that um, really need help the most aren't getting it directly, so the Andrew Wisher Foundation does money directly to families just to do whatever they want with it whether it's whether it be pay bills you know parking tolls that they, they go to when they're going to their 
chemo treatments to you know a vacation if they need to just get away from the house for a little bit so um, we've helped over about 100 and I think 190 families now wow. since 2013 and um, given away almost a million dollars so this thing has really been growing and um, you know the Notre Dame community has been really spectacular with that as well um, our main fundraiser is called Wish Fest which is an all-day music festival uh, held on the south side of Chicago every December and uh, you know we just a couple months out from our last one uh, in December our, was our biggest one yet we raised over $250,000 and um, it's just like I said just keeps growing and getting better and then more fun and more people are getting involved so it's been a really cool cool thing for me just to experience obviously um, you know carry, carrying on my, my older brother's legacy but also just being able to put a smile on a kid's face who, who's had some hard times so that's probably been the most rewarding thing for me and um, you know, for people who are interested in learning more about it, they can visit uh, wishfest.com, uh, dot com, and, you know, that'll lead you to the Wishfest site and, um, you know, our, our foundation in general. So thanks, thanks for allowing me to, to get that out there. Oh, absolutely, man. We, we really believe in it very much, and what you guys do is just incredible. Uh, I was just saying uh, right after we had Drew on uh, just a little bit ago, and uh Every guest that we've had on, man, is just is so great, just not on the field, but off, also off the field. And that's one of the reasons it's always been, Notre Dame's been so close to my heart. But your, your uh, thing in particular, your, the Wish Fest, really has always captured my attention. And I think that it's just so cool that, you know, you're, really, you're, you're genuinely paying it forward. And I think that once you, you know, get in the NFL and you start getting that spotlight as well, it's only going to help it get even bigger and more people to, to help. So that, that's just awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, and that's been one of the things I would say. I got a lot of buddies in the NFL, and they've all been, you know, hopping on board, too. You know, we had Q do the uh, My Cleats, My Cause this year. Yep. Deshaun did that uh, a few years ago as well, too. So that's uh, been really cool, and hopefully just keeps on getting bigger and bigger. So those big Q cleats that he did, he had a lot of room to ride on them, I'm sure, because they're probably like size 25 or something like that. I mean, big old <laughs> monstrous animal out there. <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude, that's for sure. And uh, I'm not sure what size cleats he's wearing these days, but I'm sure, I'm sure they're up there in the teens. Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk a little football. Um, you're getting ready for the pro day. Um, are you doing the same kind of, uh, you know, drills and, and things like that that the guys getting ready for the combine are doing, like the bench and the 40 and the shuttle and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. So I'll be doing, um, you know, the pro day. We do all that same stuff. Um, and then we'll, after we do all the drills and stuff, we'll take time with, uh, you know, a couple of the NFL scouts and coaches that are there. We'll put us through, uh, through some tight end drills, um, and do a little bit of blocking there too, obviously get, get, so that we could do that. Um, yeah, just really excited. And I've been talking to, try to talk to Durham Smythe, um, you know, a little bit about it. He went through it last year. So he's been giving me some tips and, you know, letting me know what, a little bit about what the pro day is about. So, um, it's been really cool to have guys like that that have gone through it. Um, so at Notre Dame, uh, what was your favorite game that you played in? Um, my favorite game. So that's a that's a really really good question. Obviously, I had a lot of you know, great experiences, and uh, you know the first one that comes to mind was um, you know Michigan game uh, both years. Honestly, so grew up in you know, in Chicago, so uh, you know Michigan was always one of the big teams to watch. So being able to beat them. Um, you know, the first fashion we did in 31 to nothing, I think, or 38 to nothing, something like that. It was pretty cool. Um, that was a few, few years ago, obviously. And then uh, this one, this year, was was unbelievable start to the 
to the season too and they're obviously a great team very well coached but um you know anytime you can beat michigan it's, it's pretty special <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um you know my i'm gonna just throw it out there i think one of my favorite moments that i saw of your career was that uh touchdown catch against temple in the home opener in 2017 what what was going through your mind on that because it almost looked like brandon was shooting for somebody else below you and it i don't know if it sailed high and you just happened to be in the right place but man that was a sick catch. I, what, what was going through your mind on that deal? <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was a um, so that was honestly one of the routes like I've never even got thrown to in practice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really the the first read on that. I'm kind of just a, a crossover, you know, maybe getting the quarterback's view at the end of the play if he's scrambling a little bit, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, but he was. Uh, I know he was getting a little bit pressured and. Uh, he just saw a tight windows, an incredible throw by him. I, yeah. I still watch that and be like, holy cow, he, he slung that thing in there. But, sure. um, you know, actually, I kind of like, I don't even really remember the actual catch that much. I think I just kind of blacked out a little bit <laughs> in, my, in my first touchdown. I just kind of remember getting up and, you know, having the whole team there uh, celebrating with me it was pretty cool. And um, that's definitely a, a moment I'll remember forever. Absolutely, man. That was, that was just an incredible catch. Um, so, you know, Notre Dame's kind of got the, the stigma lately of tight end you. Uh, what, is it, what does it feel to be included in that group? I mean, you know, you hear, and this is meant to be no disrespect at all, but you hear some of the name, you know, hear Alizé, you hear some of these other guys, Durham Smythe, like you mentioned. Sometimes it seemed like you were a little bit lost in the shuffle, but to me, you were always Mr. Reliable. If, you, if the ball was thrown to you, you were catching it. If you were blocking somebody, they were probably getting their, their ass kicked. So, so what does it mean to be part of that whole fraternity? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, we, we've had a lot of great tight ends, like you mentioned, and um, that was something that, you know, when I was getting recruited, obviously played uh, a huge role in, in how Notre Dame used tight ends. And, you know, even when Coach Long came in and, and kind of, you know, re, redeveloped us into more pass catchers, was was really cool to see too. But, uh, you know, me and my whole career there, I was just kind of, uh, you know, a guy that I was given a role, mostly as a blocking tight end. Um, and, and that was something that I took head on and, you know, had no problem, uh, you know, whatever the, the coaches asked me to do. And I, I feel like I did it very well. And, um, you know, that's what I'm excited, kind of the next level and, and to be able to show and, and after that what, what I can do as a receiving tight end um, and, and really show that I can be the kind of the all-around tight end that, you know, Notre Dame fans are used to saying at Notre Dame. And uh, like I said, I was asked to do more of a different role, but, um, you know, I feel like I can do to do both. So excited to be able to show that at the next level. Awesome. So obviously with you and Alizé uh, heading on to the NFL this year, that leaves uh, a pretty big gap. But I think uh, Coach Long has done a good job against some of the younger guys in. Um, you know, you, you, talk, you hear a lot about the Cole Komets of the world, Brock Wright. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Tommy Trimble, man. It seems like he's kind of flown under the radar, too. What's your take on the tight end, tight end group of the future? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tommy Tremble and George Takis are both going to be really, really good players. They're both uh, they're both a little different in how they, you know, how their bodies are built. Tommy's uh, a little smaller in terms of um, probably not going to be your your prototypical on on the line, you know, drive somebody five yards off the ball kind of tight end. But he'll be more of a an H back, able to uh, really create mismatches on linebackers and safeties because of his speed and route running ability. Uh, so he's a pretty special player. Just watching him, uh, you know, go through his freshman redshirt season and seeing him get stronger and bigger uh, was something that was cool to see. And uh, you know, he's going to have a great future at, at Notre Dame as a tight end too. And then George, uh, you know, a little bit different in terms of uh, the way he plays too. He's uh, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit taller, a little bit thicker. So um, I think he'll have a you know a better role as a more of an inline blocker. Um, and he's going to be really good at it. He's already. You know, he came in freshman year and was 
mentioned 225 like 20 times it was he was just the beast in the weight room and um you know i think the 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 redshirt year benefited them both a lot you know being able to learn um you know from from me and from alice some older guys and uh just how to carry themselves on and off the field um they're both going to be pretty special and um again that you know get they get to learn from you know brock and cole for another couple years too so that room's going to be uh, something to watch, definitely, as, as the tight end rooms go in, in the, the entire country. I think that's still going to be one of the best ones. Nice. Um, during the USC game this past year, uh, what was going through your mind as you guys were down? Um, yeah, I guess that's also a good question. It's kind of, um, you know, whatever you're getting down in a game, you never, you know, what was great about this year's team is there was never any finger blaming uh, or finger pointing. Uh, no one's blaming each other. Um, it's kind of just you get you surround yourself with the guys and you talk things out. You say, "What do you see on this play? What's going on when we do this?" Um, and the coaches always do a great job at halftime in terms of adjustments and things like that. But what's going through our minds as players is just to be able to focus on what we can control um, every snap. Do your job. If you get your job done, you, you know you trust your teammate to get his job done too. Then we can start moving the ball offensively and, and get things going that way. So um, you know that's what was so special about this team this year, going 12 and 0. It's just the mindset when things weren't going our way that you just kind of hunker down and, and rely on each other and uh, just trust everybody to do their job and, and things will get going. So that's what we did and that's how we ended up, you know, having such a great year. When you guys uh, kind of were breaking camp and going through the summer drills and, and all the hard work that goes into getting ready for the season, obviously at Notre Dame winning a championship is, is the first thing. There's no conference championship, so it's going 12-0 and undefeated and then getting into the playoffs. So was there ever a point in the season where you guys were like, man, this team is really something special like it was? Or did you guys just kind of continue that mindset that you had from the get-go that you knew you guys were going to be special? Yeah, that's kind of, you know, we, we knew uh, we knew we had something special, like you said, those summer workouts and, you know, those, what their guys are going through right now, the Valentine's Day lifts and things like that. Um, that's when you kind of come together as a team and we realize that, you know, this group is, is, you know, a different group and special, more special than it has been in my previous four years. Um, so what those guys are going through right now is, is something that will obviously play a huge role in the next season for them. And, um you know, as far as, you know, when we, we started winning more games, you know, you get to 6-0, and 7-0, and everyone on the outside is talking about, you know, it's Notre Dame a playoff team, whatever, and that kind of stuff. And we didn't really pay a huge, huge amount of attention. Um, and that's something we learned from previous years, too. You know, when we were in the playoff talk at, you know, week 8, week 9, you know, two, you know 2015 year, 2017 year, you know, we, we kind of had those playoff talks. And I think we let a little bit of that get to our heads in terms of, um, you know, not really focusing on our our day to day, you know, ambitions. So that's something that in the senior leadership this year made sure the guys were understood um, that none of that playoff talk matters. It's you know what you were doing on a daily basis and what we're doing on the Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday leading up to the games. So sure. uh, as a as a senior leader, that was something that um, you know we really focused on. Um, one one other quick question here. Uh, Let's just say for some reason things don't work out in the NFL, or maybe you get drafted late and your your you know your practice squad or something like that. It, do you have the ability to to go and sign or play in the AAF, the new league out there? Um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that um, I would consider if that was uh, the the route for me. Uh, but obviously, like you said the the goal for me right now and the. Uh, 
what I'm putting all my energy towards is the NFL. But I think, uh, you know, talking to guys like Greer and Niles Morgan who are in the AAF, I think that's a really cool opportunity for, for guys that still have the, the love for the game and passion to, to still show what they have and show that they can make an NFL team. So yeah. I think that that whole uh, new league is, is pretty cool. And, um, you know, hopefully the, the, the whole football community responds well to it. And, you know, they get some good, good viewership on, on TV and stuff. So it'll be really cool to see how that all pans out. Yeah, it's great, too. The, the NFL Networks has, has picked it up. They're going to be covering it. You know, there's going to be a game on national TV tonight. So I'm really excited for it. I'm really happy that a lot of the uh, a lot of uh, Notre Dame alum are in there. You mentioned Niles and uh, Greer. You got uh, Matt Redfield and uh, yeah. a couple guys like that out there, too, that are uh, Amir Carlisle. So it's going to you're going to see a lot of former uh, uh, familiar faces. So that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty, pretty cool opportunity for those guys. And, um, you know, they're making pretty good money, too. So it's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a pretty good scenario. Not a bad deal. Um, Nick, just wanted to give you a chance here before we sign off to let people know how they can kind of keep up with your journey and Wish Fest and all those types of things. Let people know how they can get a hold of you and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, at NickWisher82. Uh, so that's a good way I kind of try to keep everybody updated on that and um, I, I said wishfest.com earlier for, for foundation details too and that's all, all over my Twitter and Instagram too so um, just want to thank you guys for the opportunity to get on the show and uh, hope everything's going well absolutely well we appreciate you and definitely hope to catch up with you down the road and maybe see you one day down at uh, Wishfest awesome that sounds great thank you guys alright man go Irish take care alright go Irish bye all right, once again, another absolute stud on and off the field, Nick Wisher, wishing him the best in the on the pro day. Um, let's talk a little AAF real quick. We mentioned that. We're going to be signing off here in a minute. But AAF uh, starts tonight. Super, super excited. Uh, Nate and I's home team will kind of be the the fleet uh, playing out here in San Diego at the yeah. former Chargers home. So it be kind of fun to go and check out some games. They, unfortunately, happen to be the one team without a freaking Notre Dame player. So that sucks, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but uh, Max Redfield is going to get a chance to play for the Birmingham Iron. Uh, Terrian Fulston is playing for the Atlanta team, I think, the Apollos. Uh, he's actually starting running back tonight. Tonight, So excited to see him play. you got Greer Martini playing. Niles Morgan's on the Arizona Hot Shots. Uh, ben Turk, former punter, is on the oh, – shoot, I don't know. We posted it on our Twitter the other day. So you got Ben Turk out there, John Monolis who's a lineman who ended up transferring to Virginia is on, out there as well. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys we were just talking about. Mayor Carlisle, I mentioned, playing with Max at Birmingham. Um, gosh, it's escaping me now. But anyways, there's a lot of Notre Dame guys out there playing, which is really great to see. Um, going back to the recruiting talk real quick. Again, if you want to um, jump on, we have another couple minutes to talk about recruiting or AAF or Drew or Nick Wisher. Um, some of the early enrollees that came on board that I'm really excited to see getting that extra weight room time with Coach uh, Coach Bayless, Zeke Carell, uh, 6'4", 285 offensive lineman, Quinn Carroll, uh, 6'6", 295 pound offensive lineman, both four stars, Jacob Lacey, a kid that is going to be an absolute beast on that D-line. He's a four star. I think he should have been a, gotten that fifth star. He's 6'2", 285 defensive tackle. Uh, Andrew Kristofik, uh, 6'5", 282 offensive lineman. John Olmstead, another offensive lineman I'm really excited to see. He's a four-star, 6'6", 300 pounds, coming out of uh, uh, St. Joseph's, New Jersey. Uh, Nana Sofo-Mensa, also another early enrollee who's getting that work. He's a four-star uh, defensive end. Um, Hunter Spears is an early enrollee, 6'4", 280-pound defensive tackle. Kyron Williams, a running back that I think you're going to hear a lot about. He's a four-star, uh, 5'10", good size, 200 pounds out of, out of Missouri. 
Jack Kaiser. Did you? Uh, Jack Kaiser is the kid that jumped like 48 points in the recruiting rankings recently. He just it's coming out of nowhere. He's a three star, but could have picked up that fourth. And then our, our new punter, our successor to Tyler Newsom, uh, Jay uh, Jay Bramblett is another early enrollee. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, as a lot of you know, the uh, safety picked up his fifth star uh, through some of the offseason or the uh, postseason workouts, so that's great. Uh, Zay Rutherford, we mentioned him. He's out of Jesuit here in San Diego County. Um, Litchfield, the Javon, another uh, safety that's got some got a lot of exposure. That guy looks like a grown man. I don't know if you saw his recruiting tape. Uh, let's see some other guys. Uh, Maris Latufu from Hawaii and keeping that Hawaii tradition going, like Robbie Toma, uh, Cam Hart. I mean, this class is is really really loaded a lot a lot of defensive players um i think the next class is when you get some of the other guys like drew pine some of you know the successors to phil Dracovic and guys like that so uh the future is bright um i've seen the recruiting lap class as high as eight and as low as 14 so you know somewhere in that middle maybe a 10 11 ranked class is pretty dang good uh, good haul from coach kelly so looking forward to the guys coaching them up and getting getting fired up there yeah. so uh anything you want to add before we sign off bud um, I just want to say that it doesn't make any sense for any other fan to go on Notre Dame's Instagram page and comment something. That's just a waste of time to me, but whatever. Dang. Shots fired by Nate. Yeah. I like that's it. That's I like it. Okay. Well, good luck to all the guys at the Combine. Uh, we'll be back on February 23rd around that time frame uh, talking a little bit Notre Dame Fantasy Football Camp. We'll be getting another guest on. We're going to try to get Tyler Newsom for that one. So we'll try to bring Tyler on for the 23rd. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate all the support. Once again, check out our sponsors, Legends and Goats. And then we mentioned the Executive Global Tours in the, in the comment section below. Big thanks to our producer extraordinaire, producer of the stars, Matt Corn McGinnis, the AC and heating god. If you want to go to their company, what's your company name now? Smart Choice Heating and Air. Smart Choice Heating and Air. Go check them out. They are uh, the best in heating and air that you'll ever find anywhere in the world. So call them for, for all your heating and air needs. Uh, and with that, we'll go ahead and sign off. Go Irish. And uh, enjoy the AAF games. Don't. Leprechauns be the place uh, The podcast for inspiration and taste With people all around from different sizes and shapes shape. Different cultures and backgrounds in the race We got Jason and Nate Hosting the house Built to create Being the Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you Polar Pop and Froster, starting at 89 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, the moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's... A burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.